Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, the Avengers 4 trailer finally drops. Is it a good time to be in the good place? And is there a cold front coming on with the Game of Thrones? All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the pop culture cosmos. My name is Gerald Glassford from pop culture cosmos and game source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. But it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my good friend. He is the chillmeister himself studying everything about the new Game of Thrones trailer and so much more. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man? Yo, yeah, just doing a little uh, singing a little song of fire and ice, if you know what I mean. Exactly, because there's a lot of symbolism when it comes to that trailer But we'll be talking about that at the back end of the episode, along with reviews of the Sennheiser GSP 550 7.1 surround sound headphones, which I'm actually talking on right now, and also Battle Princess Madeline that's available now on consoles and PC. And also we have Jessica Boggs coming on here in a minute from the TVRatingsGuide.com. She's going to be stopping by with her monthly update on a lot of shows, including The Good Place, Some good news for fans of that show coming up that she's got the latest info on and a lot more. Plus, on the back end of the show, we've got Dutch from The Voice from the Underground sharing his top five in pop culture for 2018. But first, we're going to talk about the big trailer that just came out. Yes, we know Captain Marvel just came out. Yes, we know Game of Thrones Season 8 trailer just came out. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. but. First off, we're going to talk about the biggest trailer of them all. And no, I'm not talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home. I'm talking about Avengers Endgame. It finally hit all over the interwebs out there. It is truly something to behold. I'm so excited. I know my daughters were excited. One of my daughters was actually screaming in the car with joy that she finally got to see the latest trailer for Avengers 4 that's going to be coming out late April, early May, because I saw April flash on there. I don't know if that's just for the international type deal, or they're going to do the same thing again, where they're going to list it out in early May here in the U.S., but then again, take it back a week and start it out a week early for everyone else in the worldwide audience. So it is Avengers Endgame, my friend. You got a chance to check out the awesome trailer. I thought it was really, really good and one of the better debut trailers for Marvel. 
it is looking like it is coming to an end for certain characters, but it also looks like it may be something for a lot of people to get hopeful as far as maybe some returning faces as well. What's cool about this is they didn't have to wait to do any buildup because the last movie did all the building up. So this is kind of the climax of it. And, you know, you could tell with the the pace of the soundtrack. I was talking to Brian Kane about this earlier. The pace of the soundtrack is like, I didn't really like it because it was too epic and there wasn't really anything happening in the trailer. But all the the buildup happened in the first part of the thing. So that's why it's already going to start out kind of on an epic note. They're hoping... But, you know, the the one thing I think they're hoping for is that we're people are still going to be riding the high of the last Avengers movie. You know, and as for Iron Man, he, it, they're not going to leave him floating in a spaceship. You know, if, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, that's a spoiler. But, you know, my predictions for the movie is is that uh, I don't think we're going to see anybody that got disintegrated in the last one come back until later on the film. But I did love the reveal of Ronan. And I like how they brought him about without doing like the bloody massacre that happened to his family in the comic books, you know, and here they just disintegrated. And so that's how Ronan is born. And then the whole thing with Ant-Man, I hope they go into detail about how he came out of the quantum realm. Well, that's to me a little bit of an issue that I have is that Ant-Man, you know, knocking on the door at the end, buzzing in, making it aware that, yeah, we knew eventually he was going to find some way out of the quantum realm, but I kind of like those things left a little bit too mystery, just even a small percentage of a what if scenario. What if he didn't get out of the quantum realm or maybe the Avengers had to go in and save him out of the quantum realm. I didn't like that part of it per se, because I think it just sends too much of a message because Disney itself is kind of weird in how it keeps certain things secret, but is unfortunate in that they just try to let some things out of the bag too soon and i think having scott lang's character right there at the end ready knocking on the door for the avengers household right there in the avengers office or station their whole nine yards that they've got there the the avengers facility for lack of a better term i think that it just shows a little bit too much because i kind of like that little air of mystery on if he was going to get actually out of the quantum realm that he got himself stuck in at the end of ant-man and the wasp well, think about it this way. It's a very dark trailer, right? There's not a lot of really any lighthearted moments in it. And Marvel doesn't do that. So I think that there's probably some pressure on them to to put something funny in it, I guess. So that's why they needed Ant-Man. Because Ant-Man, uh, and I guess Rocket Raccoon in a way, which they didn't show him in the trailer. So I'm hoping that that's uh, not a permanent thing. But Ant-Man is the comic relief at this point. Like, he's all that's left. Ant-Man and Rocket and you know thor a little bit they're the comic relief but more so like paul rudd has his work cut out for him like he has the acting chops to to keep the light tone or the light thread you know going through the uh the darkness of this what this film is is probably going to lay out for us so i think there's some pressure there and they needed that they needed that comedic tone so it didn't come across as like a uh like a dc movie well it was dark at some points especially when it concerned iron man but also like you mentioned with Jeremy Renner's character in Hawkeye now changing over into the Ronan character. No sign of a bow and arrow right there. It was all some sword play, and it looked like he had done some serious damage. Yeah, so Ronan, for those of you guys who don't know, Ronan is another alter ego of uh, you know Clint Barton. And in the comic books, his family is killed. I want to say it's by Shield or Hydra agents, but uh, his family's murdered. 
and he turns into Ronin, and Ronin is basically the Punisher with swords. Like he has no quarrel in killing people, and I don't know how far they'll take that in you know th this film, uh, but. I think the audience could all benefit from maybe having a flashback scene of his family falling victim to the snap just to kind of see the emotion that drove him into madness because it wouldn't make sense if he was just Ronan all of a sudden. Maybe something that might pop up as a an end credit scene right there at the end of Captain Marvel per se? Yeah, but that's another thing though. Like I feel like with this trailer out now, Captain Marvel's going to get completely overlooked. Like it's you know, I'm, I'm I've talked to people and I know I'm not the only one who feels this, but it's, it's just it's weird because they're coming out so close to each other. And they put this new trailer for Captain Marvel out earlier this week and then this Avengers trailer. So it and I then Spider-Man Far From Home is expected to go this weekend as well. See, there's just there's two. I don't know, because you you I, people still watch Spider-Man no matter what. But it, with a trailer like this, like this was a it was a it was a pretty well cut trailer. And then you have Captain Marvel and people are, she's a hero. Not a lot of people know about. So it's just, I don't know. I, I would have marketed it a little differently. I agree with you on that. I would have given Captain Marvel as much leeway and as much space away from Avengers in uh, Avengers Endgame because of the fact, like you said, this Captain Marvel movie has a chance if done well, could be another billion dollar property for Marvel but when they jam it so close within the same week of time, it might get convoluted as far as her story being separated from the Avengers Endgame, at least initially, because we all know it will have to at some point come together as far as her contribution to the Avengers in Endgame and the movie going forward for her in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because her importance to that MCU going forward is really really going to be a key thing for the entire avengers team yeah i agree she's obviously uh, you know with what happened in the end credits of the last avengers film she's plays a key part in the unraveling or the re-raveling of the mcu you know where she shows up how she shows up who knows i think that you know that's going to be maybe the one thing that draws people into captain marvel besides you know, the star power. But I mean, you know, as far as marketing goes, people are going to, uh, if people don't go, because it's it's also risky because people don't go see Captain Marvel, they're going to be a, a bit confused when she all of a sudden shows up because I guarantee you there's going to be an end credit scene that's going to connect the two movies. So yeah, you know, I'm and I'm, I'm interested what part she's going to play, how she's going to, you know, stand up and, you know, how her on-screen chemistry is going to be with people like Thor or Dr. Pan or Iron Man. I feel like she's going to have a part in rescuing Iron Man. I don't know for sure, but uh, that's that's a prediction that I am making. But yeah, I'm interested, but I hope that people go and see Captain Marvel still. I hope they will as well, because I still think it's lining up to be a very good film. I like the initial trailer a lot. I think the debut trailer was really very strong. This second trailer wasn't quite as good, but it still hits the notes as far as explaining a little bit more of the background of her and also the Kree Scroll War that is continuously going on at the time of the picture that we're going to be seeing come March. So I will tell you what, it is looking very good right now for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Endgame. I agree with you. I think that Captain Marvel will be the one that's going to save Iron Man possibly some other way with Thor, but 
I think right now it looks like she's going to be the one that's going to do a lot of heavy lifting at some point in the film. And I'm talking about not just her film, but Avengers Endgame as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and and it's they've created a mystery. You know, they did a great job. The Russo brothers did a great job of kind of wrapping things up and creating intrigue for the next movie. But again, you know, cat with introducing such an intricate part in the universe, it feels stupid to me that they did not have Captain Marvel come out in August. Or actually during the month of November or December yeah, because holiday film. I think it would have sufficed better because they really need that tenpole film that they don't really have out unless you're talking about Mary Poppins returns. That could do pretty good. I'm not talking about huge box office numbers, but I am talking possibly a one to two hundred million dollar domestic haul for Mary Poppins. That could do pretty good, but I don't see a Star Wars The Last Jedi type rake in the box office that you got last year as far as Disney and, and all that's concerned. So Captain Marvel could have been the one to take place during that realm. It would have kicked Aquaman out the windows into 2019. I'm curious to see what Aquaman will do because if Aquaman does really well when it comes out on the 21st, and if it does really well with audiences into January of 2019, it'll be interesting. Like you said, it could have been Captain Marvel in that place and it would have probably done even a little bit better than what aquaman would have done in that same spot you know in late december ish and early january being the top film during that time yeah yeah that would have been interesting for sure too because you know aquaman is a film people are stoked about and it seems to be the the film that could make or break the future of the dcu and if they put a marvel film out and that uh i almost wonder if that was like mercy on marvel's part but you know, even still, though, like have the movie come out in January or have it come out in October, like so something it's too close, too close to to April. You know, it comes out in February. Right. So it's it's too close to to April. And I think early March, either early March, I think. Yeah, it's too close to, to April when Infinity War comes out. And that's just not. That was not good planning, you know, and I, I don't know if they thought about what the repercussions of that might be. But yeah, I will say just one last part of the subject when we talked about the Avengers Endgame trailer and that's while we saw Thor really devastated about not only losing his entire family, his brother, his good friends, also got to remember that they've lost half of the half of Asgardians. So not only half were killed at the beginning of Infinity War that were still left on the ship but half of those individuals were killed on the snap decimation, whatever you want to call it, that they're now referring it to and yeah i guess they're calling it decimation according to the prelude book that has just come out this weekend it looks like as that they have not notified the world or the world doesn't know exactly what's going on there's only a few limited amount of people that are actually aware of thanos and what he did with the snap decimation all that type of deal so we see captain america he's devastated thor he's devastated I like the fact that Black Widow, of all people in this trailer, is the one that step up and actually take hold of pretty much a good part of this trailer. And looks like she will be getting a bump up in what's going on in the movie. And going forward with a movie of her own, she could portray a very strong part of at least the beginning part of the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's the feel I've got exactly from this trailer. Yeah, she seemed to be the the one with her 
with her act together, keeping her head up. So, and also she was there to witness Ronan. Yeah, yeah. So that's because they're they're friends. Like they're they're really close friends. So I'm I wonder if you know at some point in this movie they're going to talk about her going to find him and see if he's still alive. And possibly her bringing him back from the brink of of whatever he's going through, like he did to her way back when. Yeah, sounds about right. Any last thoughts you have on the Avengers Endgame initial debut trailer? I'm so excited for it. Like I said, I would have done without the the end part with Ant-Man, but otherwise I think it was an extremely strong trailer that gives a lot of signs that people are very excited for this movie. And I, I think it does tell a, you know, a an overarching narrative that, yes, there's going to be the end for some, but a beginning for a lot of others. You know, I'm curious what the Russos meant when they said that Cap's not completely done. Uh, it's just, you know, a message from uh, uh, the actor. What in the hell is his name? I'm having my brain is like shutting off Chris Evans emotional message from chris evans that captain's not actually done so that makes me think that iron man's gonna be the one to die uh but also you know they didn't really show much of thanos in this trailer so i'm hoping the next one might give a little more detail and i'm sure we'll be seeing another trailer here soon but yeah i'm intrigued i want to see it i've you know been wanting to see it and it's the trailer did not disappoint it really carries over uh you know the the one thing that i'd be concerned about is captain marvel and uh, whether or not people can get off that that high that the last Avengers left them on to kind of check out her origins and see how she plays into the whole thing. I would hope they give it a chance. We saw that Ant-Man and the Wasp, even though it did better than the original, still did not earn half of what Black Panther did. So that was kind of concerning overall that it only took in 600 million. I know that we're only talking 600 million there, but that is still half of what black panther did roughly and obviously it's substantially less than what avengers infinity war did which kind of worries you because people were excited coming off of what was going on with avengers infinity war it does have some relation to it and the fact that a lot of people did not see it was kind of concerning to me that going forward that captain marvel but might actually you know the numbers might go down as well on that movie and people are just going to be waiting for hopping over into Avengers 4 and just checking that that movie out, you know, instead of what's coming out that what's coming out or what came out in between. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. Um, sorry, I don't really have much else to, to head here. But yeah, no, I, I think that you're, you're right. So ho- hopefully it hopefully it all you know works out all comes together. Captain Marvel, it looks to be a great film so does infinity war but it sounds like captain marvel is a key point uh key player in moving the plot forward so uh you know we'll see if their marketing pays off or if you know they end up having to learn from this one what are your thoughts out there on the avengers endgame trailer let us know popculturecosmos at yahoo.com also as well popculturecosmos humanica media and game source on facebook twitter and instagram as well Coming up next, we've got Jessica Box with a December TV update. And right after that, it's Dutch from the Voice from the Underground sharing his thoughts on his top five for 2018 in pop culture. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Biterbrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. 
Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. We are back with the show. And once again, it is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. And we're taking a look at what's going on with our monthly TV updates. And who better to give us a monthly TV update on what's going on out there in television land, all the changes, all the things that are taking place, renewals, cancellations, and whatnot, than our good friend. She is one of the lead writers at thetvratingsguide.com. That's thetvratingsguide.com. It gives you a whole bunch of listings out there, for not only for renew, cancel indexes that you got to be aware of for all the major networks out there, but they've got a lot of reviews, a lot of great articles. They even got their own shows that they go and develop, that they go and play out over the course of an entire season, which you got to go and check out. It's great reading. It is my good friend. It is Jessica Boggs. Welcome Hello. back to the show. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you back, as always, for a monthly update. Okay, lay it on me, Jess. I know there's some good news for the Good Place fans out there, but we'll start with there. What's going on with the Good Place and NBC? Well, it did get renewed for a fourth season. Great news. That's great news for all those fans out there. It's kind of funny, though. It is the highest rated comedy on the network, tied with my favorite comedy that's out there, Superstore. So that's a good sign for not only The Good Place, but could it mean a good sign for Superstore as well? I think it's going to be good, though. Superstore is also this close to syndication, kind of like a couple more seasons in and it'll be at syndication. But it is the highest rated tied with The Good Place. I do want to say that they're being broken up the Thursday night, 8 o'clock hour with The Good Place and also, Superstore, that's being broken up by Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Could you explain that as far as the way that it's being spaced out? I know Superstore is being moved. New episodes are not being put on the network. That's correct, actually. In my opinion, it was not a good idea to bench Superstore for like three months, though. But it's still too early to tell. Do you think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to be something that's going to be successful on the network? Because... It's been touch and go for shows moving from one network to the other. Last Man Standing has done well on Fox, but other shows that have moved from one network to another have not always found success. I think with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it'll probably pull around similar numbers, though. But then again, NBC comedy has been fractional for some time. Fair enough, fair enough. And I know you mentioned that in our November update that that was what's going on with several of the shows that were as far as our comedies are concerned. What other major news are out there as far as in the TV world that you want to go ahead and update to us that are out there that need to be spoken about, that people need to get an ear on as far as what's going on in the TV world? Well, there is speculation that Murphy Brown has apparently been canceled, even though that's not official yet. And that's surprising to at least a little bit because 
CBS, you and I both know, put a ton of marketing power in its reboot. And I'll tell you right now, I was kind of surprised how much emphasis they wanted to go ahead and put into the reboot. I know that they saw what went on with Will and Grace. And also when you're talking about Roseanne, that got rebooted and found success. Will and Grace initially found success with its reboot. Why do you think that Murphy Brown, besides maybe some faltering ratings, is going to get the axe sometime in the near future if it hasn't already? I mean, besides its ratings and stuff, it was put in like at a time where things were super political at the moment, which is not usually a good sign. And how many episodes is it currently going to be at for this season? It got capped at 13 episodes. Oh, that's not good. That's not good for an initial run as far as the reboot is concerned. That obviously is a telling sign. 13 episodes right away is, even if it gets cut down to 17, that's still like a warning light that flashes up in my head that maybe it's not long for this world as far as the reboot is concerned. What out there else that people need to know about besides Murphy Brown, because that obviously looks like it's teetering on the edge of cancellation, what other good or bad news out there that people need to know when it comes to the TV world? Well, the other bad news would be Happy Together Got Capped and Criminal Minds will be ending its season early at 15 episodes, which we all knew before the season that it would be 15 episodes. Now, with Criminal Minds, is that a sign that maybe the actual series is coming to an end? Criminal Minds was once at the top of the heap when it came to the C- not only CBS, but TV viewing nationwide, and it has fallen on harder times, so to speak. Does it mean that it being capped at 15, does it mean the death knell for the series as Criminal Minds? Maybe, but it's still too early to show at the moment. I mean, ratings are still fine for 10 p.m., but it could be better. But most shows that usually get capped at or get their episodes orders cut, they were Sunday at 10 p.m. shows like CSI and CSI Cyber. And my guess is it has something to do with production. And we all knew this before the season even began, that it was going to be 15 episodes for Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds has had a great run, but yeah, it does not look like the future is long for it. If maybe they'll do what, a shortened season next season, like they are doing this season, or even end up doing some type of movie finale for it, maybe to gracefully send it away on out. But yes, I have not heard a final death knell for the series, but it just does not look good for Criminal Minds at this point in time going forward in the long-term future for that series. What other news do you have out there for us when it concerns all the shows, all the TV, because you know we're still getting to shows that are going to be debuting, like we talked about with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We also talked uh, back a couple months ago about the Orville that was bumped to the end of this year, which is coming right around the corner. Is there any more shows that we need to be aware of that are making news one way or the other? Well, with the mid-season coming up, one of the first shows that I'm probably going to be keeping an eye on is Roswell, New Mexico, the Roswell reboot. And it's like placed near the flash. And usually for most shows, that's usually not a good sign that it's going to even do well because the flash's audience are male skewing in the ratings. It's a superhero show versus like an alien romance drama as what the trailer is portraying. 
Okay, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. So what's your opinion on what's going on with the show overall? Does it, I mean, is that something that you want to go ahead and, you know, as if you're a fan, continue watching? Or are you, you, you know, holding out hopes for that series as a whole? Or what are your final thoughts on that? I think it's way too soon to tell at the moment until it premieres. But it's easy to hold out hope for a series in general. But the problem is it's it's a WB show in in an imbalance of mostly WB shows versus CBS. And you've talked a lot about CBS because CBS seems to be still just generating so much when it comes to not only their shows, but their all-access shows and all the shows that they produce that are shown on other networks. What's going on with ABC? Has the rookie really paid off as something that they've invested a lot of time and money and marketing power in? Has the rookie been a success for ABC? Do you think it will qualify as something that's going to be a foundational piece going forward? I don't think so, to be honest. I mean, ratings are okay for 10 p.m., but it could have done better. But the biggest reason is the comedies from 8.30 all the way to the 9.30 slot, they're not doing well right now. And that may have affected The Rookie and its long-term ratings spike. It would be something that would be a benefit with a better time slot or a more compatible lead-in. But still, it's something that right now on your Renew, Renew Cancel Index you have it as a possible continuation of the series. You don't have it as a cancellation at this point in time. No, it's a likely renewal at the point because ABC drama, it's still not doing as great. Like the second highest rated drama is currently averaging like a 1.0 or 1.1 with The Good Doctor. And it seems like 10 p.m. in a nutshell is not doing the best it can be, but it's a a good juggernaut in delayed viewing. Once again, I have Jessica Boggs from the tvratingsguide.com. You got to check out her articles and everyone else's on the great staff of the TVRG when you go ahead and read out their cancel renew indexes, all their articles, reviews, all their original stuff that they do as far as the programs they create and so much more. It's the tvratingsguide.com. I want to thank you so much again for being part of the show. And also, happy holidays to you and your family as well. Have a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah and everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to cover the whole gambit there. Absolutely. Always great to have you part of the show and a part of the pop culture cosmos. Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion-dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. We're back with the show. Once again, it's Gerald coming right back at you here. And continuing our series of the great podcasters that are around the world sharing their thoughts on the top five in pop culture in 2018, I couldn't even have someone count down a list without our good friend here from The Voice from the Underground. You got to catch it today on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and over 30 different podcast outlets just like ours. You got to listen to the show if you're into politics, you're into pop culture, you're into a great conversation between three great guys that are out there. I've got one of them here today. It's Dutch from Voice from the Underground. 
Hey, Gerald, that, who's who are the three great guys? Because I haven't met them yet. Oh, uh, well, the, they're the guys that are actually on the show that actually have their names attached to it every time <laughs> I see it pop up on Apple Podcasts. Oh, I, we appreciate it. I'm blushing, blushing. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yes, if you could only hear that and see that on the radio coming through right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking and I'm reaching out to podcasters from all over talking about their top five pop culture whatever in is 2018 you know it could be anything that just you know spoke out to you i'm really interested to get a gauge of what podcasters are thinking about when it comes to pop culture so without further ado my friend take it away hey i'm happy to contribute my friend a great another great idea by the pop culture cosmos as usual so i'm guessing you want us to go in reverse order here gerald so I guess to build up the suspense for everyone listening out there. That's what we'll do. We'll build up as much suspense as possible. So first of all, number, now I will say, and and I almost want to give an honorable mention here. um, I have a feeling that Aquaman would be on this list, but the freaking movie's not out yet. But the trailers look awesome. So definitely, I think that will will make the list. And I will say Creed 2 probably just missed it because that was a great film as well but my number five is actually one that i'm going to be a little critical of because i think it can be a lot better and that is the dc universe app so the dc universe app was launched about four or five months back by dc and there's a lot of cool content on there especially if you're a fan of the dc animation the death of superman i guess it's a movie it's about an hour and 20 minute uh, cartoon that is on that particular application and and came out earlier this year is awesome. It is not quite true to the death of Superman omnibus comic, but it is really, really close to it. It uses a a more current iteration of the justice league rather than the, the booster beetle guy, Gardner ice and Maxima Bloodwind iteration of the justice league that was in the original uh, death of Superman, but it's really, really good, really well done movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Wonder Woman's a badass in that, so love it. So the D, but I will say that the the best part about the DC Universe app is the ability to download comic books, and that's the thing. That's why it makes the list because this is something that I think is really unique, really cool, really new. And DC's onto something here. Now, there's a lot of negative about this app too. You know, there's not a lot of content. It costs probably a little bit more than it should. I haven't watched Titans yet, but at least to be able to read comic books, instead of having to drive down to my local comic store, download them right to my phone. I'm reading an uh, Infinite Crisis right now. So, or I'm sorry, Crisis on Infinite Earths right now, which is awesome going back in time. So love that one. Number four is actually a podcast. The pop culture. No, I'm just kidding. You just missed the list. It's actually a new podcast that started this year. It's called Business Wars. I don't know if you've heard of this one yet, but it is absolutely fantastic. I actually looked at the name of the narrator earlier, and now it slips my mind, but he does a great job. They've covered such topics such as Southwest Airlines versus American Airlines, Marvel versus DC. They've covered uh, Nintendo versus PlayStation. You know, there's been so many different cool topics that they that they talk about. And what they do is they basically go back all the way, you know, to like the 60s or 70s, or in the case of Ford versus Chevy back to like 1905 and they talk about how the company started what happened in the boardrooms like obviously not verbatim but close to what's going on with it you learn things you never knew about these companies and the people behind the companies it is an absolutely 
invigorating listen. And I highly, highly, highly recommend Business Wars, which is a wondery podcast. So maybe a little too many ads for my taste, but outside of that, great. Number three. So I'm a big Cubs fan. And I will tell you that while I think the Cubs didn't have the greatest year this year, even though they did go to the playoffs, I'm very happy that for the first time, I want to say in franchise history, the Cubs went to the playoffs for the fourth consecutive season. Now, if you think about it, the Cubs hadn't gone to the playoffs between the 1945 World Series and the 1984 National League East Championship team, the Sandberg team and the Sutcliffe team. So it was great to see this team, you know, starting to evolve itself into an every year consistent baseball team for once in my freaking life. It is amazing. And again, I didn't think they were probably good enough to go to the playoffs this year. Somehow they won more games than last year and they obviously lost in the wild card, but nonetheless, continuing a great trend for the Cubs, my guys, my boys, the 2016 World Series champions, and looking for another one next year in 2019. So well, they got to get going with the winter meetings here because it looks like the Mets, uh, Washington is getting a, they're all both, they're both getting a lot of pub on what their, their maneuvers are doing right now. Trades that they're doing free agent acquisitions that they're signing to Atlanta and whatnot. Uh, you know, my angels and your Cubs are uh, just got to get the little bit of the fire in their belly to try and get some uh, thing done as far as the winter meetings are concerned. Probably two of the most guilty teams in history of signing guys that are, you know, just past their prime. You know, it's guys who are entrenched in mediocrity. So I think both teams have gotten away from that a little bit. And I'll tell you what, the Angels have some pretty special players on that team. One of them uh, happens to have the initials MT. So I will say this, and that's correct. Mike Trout is just truly a a superior talent. And it'll be a shame if he never goes gets a chance to go to a world series uh, i just i would really be disheartened if that was the case well he will it's just that when he signs with the cubs uh, in a couple of years uh, then he'll go. <laughs> so there you go but, there you go. but yeah the winter meetings again not to get off on a tangent here as we do so often on voice from the underground but the winter meetings we are looking forward to them. so that'll be big and you know Bryce Harper Machado Blackman are going to be the guys to keep an eye on there and hoping the cubbies can grab one of those guys. So number two, and I'm cheating a little bit here, Gerald, because this was released on December 29th of 2017, but I didn't watch it till 2018. And it's close enough, right? Like Aquaman. We'll probably talk about that next year. Black Mirror. Black Mirror was off the chain. It was amazing. I loved pretty much every episode of it. Black Museum and USS Callister, probably the best two of those and um there was a couple of other good ones uss callister definitely was uh an outstanding one museum one was actually a great way to close it out too with the young lady who uh actually did a great job in black panther yeah just just, you know her performance in there gave like a little precursor to what she was going to do in black and black panther so that was Obviously, something to look forward to there. I think USS Callister is actually either being spun off into a show or received some type of award. Just it got really? a lot of notoriety uh, as far as uh, something in and of itself. So I think there's a lot of future going forward for that specific e- episode as far as either branching out 
or them delving into some sort of aspect with that you know particular episode. It's, it's possible. Maybe what those what those and, and they're not really people. You have to watch the show to see what they are, but what they do once they are released from the guy who looks like the fake Mac Damon once they're released from his clutches. So uh, it, that would be probably an interesting story. I'm not sure how different it would be from, you know, the Orville or Star Trek or all these other shows, but um, it is going to be a spinoff series. Oh, okay. That's a, well, I'll definitely have to take a peek at that. Cause that was one of my favorite episodes. And actually every episode of black mirror is really good. Uh, and, and it's, it's hard to, it's hard. My, my mind sort of wants to assimilate all of the different four seasons because, you know, I watch them very close in conjunction with one another. But, I mean, there's just been so many episodes. And it's really a show where you have to digest the episodes. You want to watch seven in a row, but you kind of, if you watch, you're like, holy crap, I have to think about what is it that I just saw, you know, and th- the social ramifications of everything that, you know, it, it's sort of a dystopian sort of society. But if, if your listeners have not paid attention to Black Mirror and maybe if they liked the Twilight Zone a little bit when they were younger, gotta watch black mirror black mirror is so good and netflix i think just released uh or just accidentally released the the release date for the upcoming season five and it's looking like it's going to come out right before the new year again just like they did last year so number one now i haven't mentioned any marvel movies yet okay and i know that your lists are going to be inundated with infinity war and obviously i loved infinity war but I wanted to only put one Marvel movie on here, and it's got to be BP, man. It's got to be Black Panther. Black Panther, to me, all these people are who are saying that it shouldn't, you know, if it wins Best Picture or it's nominated or anything that it gets as far as the Oscars go is only going to be the, you know, uh, a social justice award because of the blackness of the film, and it just has to get one because it should. Guess what, people? You're dead freaking wrong. This movie is fantastic. It's one of the best superhero movies that I've ever seen, and it's because it's not really a superhero movie. Kind of like Logan, in a way, where it's a superhero movie, but it's not. This The social messages are there, but there are so many dynamics on this, and we're actually going to break this down and get into the, the social impacts and the social messages of Black Panther right around the, the one-year anniversary. It's going to be a fantastic show, but the movie itself, every time you watch it, you notice something else like, God, I didn't see that before. That has impact in real life. This is something that you actually see that, you know, and, and sometimes it's it's right wing stuff and sometimes it's left wing stuff. But and obviously an integral movie to the MCU as well, which I love. But Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, can't say enough. Absolutely fantastic. And it easily, easily takes the cake for me in 2018. Well, there you go. That's a tremendous list. That's your top five for 2018. Once again, it's Dutch from The Voice from the Underground. You got to check it out today on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and over 30 different podcast outlets. But don't take it from me. Take it from Dutch. Dutch, before we head on out, man, you got to let everyone know why they need to check out The Voice from the Underground. Well, because you have nothing better to do, um, number one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but number two, we are an indie show, and what we do, our format is a little bit different than most podcasts. We are not a niche show. What we do basically is we'll cover something fun, something from the world of pop culture like video games or comics, that sort of thing, movies for sure. 
But also we'll talk about something important. So we kind of split the show up, sometimes 70 to 30, sometimes 60, 40. And we'll talk about something important like politics. We'll talk about social issues. We'll talk about a lot of race issues. We'll talk about socioeconomic issues. We talk a lot about 45. So, you know, there's, there's something really for everybody. And we sort of do, a, I think, a really great job of finding uh, that mix and, you know, we, we give actually a lot of other podcasters a forum who may not have a show that focuses on politics or tougher issues to talk about and give them a forum to come over and talk about those things on our show. And then we'll talk about something fun as well. You know, like I said, to, to sort of give the listener a broad spectrum of things to, to think about and to digest. So uh, that's what we do. And um, we, we're just over a year now. We're going into our 66th episode next week. So. Check well, that's out. awesome. Uh, absolutely. Check it out. I've actually had the privilege of being on their show. Three or four times yeah. yeah. And, and I love it each and every time, whether you talk about politics, like you said, social economic issues, social issues, social media, sports, pop culture, video games, movies, you know, you, whenever I'm on the show, we you just cover the whole entire gambit. I have a great time. It, it's just an awesome podcast. And everybody needs to check it out. It is the we got to go back and we got to go back and check out our issue our episode from January where we did our predictions for 2018 and see oh how, see that we got every single one of them wrong. So <laughs> that's always a lot of fun. And thank you for everything you've done for us and being such a great friend of the show. Oh, that's awesome! It is, it, you know, it's it's my pleasure and and likewise, it's just so great to have you on the show here, being on the show there. And checking out your top five of 2018 right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. And we're back to close out the show. This is Gerald Glassford from the Pop Culture Cosmos coming right back at you here. If you need a listing of where we're at, because we're being played all over the world on 15 different radio stations, plus on over 30 different podcast outlets, you can check our listings today on the Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page right there for you. And also check out our other social media as well on Instagram, Twitter, and also Game Source and Humanica Media on Facebook. Speaking of Humanica Media, you've got a great thing going on there, my friend. So let everybody know the latest and greatest on what's going on with Humanica Media. We put out a new topic apocalypse today. Uh, you can catch it now. It is talking about uh, are millennials killing the economy? We're all millennials except for Daniel's friend who is a. You just love. You just love ripping on the millennials. I'm telling you. Honestly, though, like if you look at the download numbers for anything that has millennial in the title of topic apocalypse. The downloads skyrocket. Like I went on YouTube and the one where we did about, you know, when is it time for millennials to leave California has over 200 views on YouTube. It's crazy. So is it a marketing scheme? I don't know. Maybe. But it's fun to talk about. Are millennials killing the economy? Who knows? 
We got some opinions, though, because, you know, the show is basically all of us just having opinions about stuff. So uh, definitely check that out. It's on podbeanpodcast.com, iTunes, all the usual places. I do think you should reconsider thinking about changing the title of Topicocalypse to Millennialopolis or something like that. Mm, I actually made a joke in the podcast where there someone said, we are millennials. And I'm like, no, we are Falcons. <laughs> Be that as it may, you got to check it out today on the Topic Apocalypse channel, now available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and over a dozen different podcast outlets as well. And don't forget, this week is the week. It's such a big week for us. We'll be doing our holiday charity event at Retro City Games Saturday night, December 15th. We're going to be there at Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada. If you're in the Las Vegas, Henderson, or North Las Vegas area in and around the 15th, come on down the 15th from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. We're going to be hanging out there. It's a holiday charity game night. It's going to be a lot of great fun. Free retro gaming, free music that's going to be provided by Hyperschmidt and Trudai and also Vettius. Some great performers that are going to be there. Hopefully, I can get Chris, Chris from Vettius. He's got, hopefully I can get him on our next show, the PC Multiverse, to sit down and talk to me here for a few minutes on what all the great things are going on with Vettius there. And then also, we've got three great tournaments that are coming up on the 15th. Again, it's going to be Fortnite, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. We're having three different tournaments, all have great prizes attached to them. And all are going to be benefiting with a $10 sign-up or equivalent donation. You want to go ahead and sign up for those tournaments because you not only have a chance for great prizes, but also as well, you're going to be contributing to one of three great charities. UMC Children's Hospital Nevada, Three Square of Las Vegas, or the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Southern Nevada. One of those three great organizations will get your donation. It is truly appreciated. Whether it's monetary, canned food, or new toys donations, we just truly cannot thank you enough. If you cannot make it or you want to go ahead and donate early, stop by the store Retro City Games anytime now and you're listening to this up until the 15th. You go ahead and you give your donation right there. Not only will it allow you to sign up right away, you go ahead and sign up for one of the tournaments right there, but you'll be able to get 15% off your total purchase at Retro City Games right there for you up until the 15th. I cannot thank Retro City Games enough for going ahead and extending that offer out. That's in the entire week. You go ahead and you drop off a canned food donation that's going to go to 3 Square of Las Vegas a new toy donation that's going to go to the UMC Children's Hospital, or a monetary donation that's going to go ahead and go to Make-A-Wish Foundation of Southern Nevada. And yes, they will take 15% off your total purchase at Retro City Games. Josh is going to be there with his camera crew. He's going to be going ahead and filming all the action. We're going to be doing podcasts. We're going to be doing retro gaming. It's going to be a great weekend. Saturday, December 15th from 12 to 8 p.m., at Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada. Hope you will be there. And if you can't, stop by the store sooner and get a great discount by just donating to a worthy cause. Just before the Avengers Endgame trailer dropped, the HBO Network dropped its own bombshell trailer for Season 8 for the Game of Thrones. Your thoughts on this very symbolic, not very expressive trailer that was shown by HBO 
covering the impending season eight, which you know is going to be some of the final episodes of the series for Game of Thrones. There wasn't a lot to really give away. It's just the clash of fire and ice. It's a you know the books are the this a song of fire and ice. You know the snow represents the creatures come from the north, whereas the fire represents. I, I don't want to say it just represents Daenerys. I think it represents a union. Because these these humans, you know, if we saw in the end of the last season, Jamie Lannister going to the wall to help them fight. So, you know, and they, they showed the fire going over the, the lion. So I think that this this it's either join or, you know, join together or die at this point. So, you know, all the all the fighting we've seen between the people of Westeros, I think they're going to come together. And that's that's what this uh, that clashing of fire and ice represent is just mankind is the fire and, the, you know, the ice is the uh creatures beyond the wall and that's going to be you know i what do they say it's eight episodes the next season so it, it that's that's going to be it like this is the end game for game of thrones also so yeah it, you know and i'm i'm curious to see like how they how they're going to uh react to seeing jamie lannister and you know Tyrion and uh, how sir if cersei's gonna be cersei until the until she someone takes her out or how that's because those two sides the uh, the lannisters and the uh, everyone else still needs to uh needs to be resolved and once that's resolved then they you know they can they can move on and take care of the uh take care of the ice people wouldn't you know a stark is also involved with the game of thrones as well fancy that stark's all over the place this thursday and friday when it comes to trailers so that's very interesting indeed it's all planned man you know maybe you know tony's descended from one of the starks in in uh in westeros who knows Hopefully he will not meet the same demise as Sean Bean did in Game of Thrones. That was not exactly the best way to go out, but, you know, be that as it may. Everyone out there, share us your thoughts on the Avengers Endgame trailer. Also, the Game of Thrones trailer for Season 8. We'd love to hear your thoughts on each. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Also as well, PopCultureCosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, if you want to share your thoughts on the Captain Marvel trailer or anything else on your mind when it comes to pop culture, please let us know from your friends right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. My friend, before we head on out, we got to talk about a couple of great things that we came across as far as both you and I got the opportunity to review a couple different facets of pop culture that's out there. I got a chance to go ahead and review these headsets, the GSP 550 7.1 surround sound headsets from Sennheiser that I'm talking now on and have been talking on the entire show on. So hopefully they sound good to you out there because I think the mic picks up pretty good. You're not peaking at all. It's got a nice crisp sound to it. That's good. That's good. And I'll tell you what, the sound as a 7.1 surround sound system is that's built into the unit. Just the, the clarity as far as the, the spatialization of sound. I cannot say enough about how good the experience is as far as when I'm watching a movie, when I'm playing a video game, or when I'm going ahead and just even just going ahead on YouTube and streaming some videos there. It is a great sound experience. If you want to check out my total review, it is now available on popculturecosmos.com and later this week, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. I'm going to tell you right now, this is definitely something you want to look into if you are looking for a high-end gaming headset. It does have an excellent sound to it. Like Josh was saying, a very crisp mic that's coming out that gets 
everything out distinctly and just really sounds good and the quality well you've been listening to it not only on this episode but our previous one as well so if you if you thought i sounded good on any of those previous two episodes it's coming from the gsp 550 so my compliments to sennheiser a really strong outing when it comes to these nice headsets and i cannot say enough good things about it but if you want to read again my full review because it's not a perfect headset you want to check it out today on popculturecosmos.com. Nice, nice. So what are we looking at price-wise on these babies? Well, I'm glad you asked. These babies retail MSRP for $249.95. They fluctuate in price sometimes based on sale pricing and whatnot. But the place you can go to get it, obviously, is Amazon.com. It has a full line of Sennheisers that are available. But this, to me, is the Mac Daddy of them all because of the fact that it not only provides the 7.1 surround sound, has a high-end microphone, and it really does get the job done. But that's not the only review we have lined up for you. Before we head on out, Josh had a chance to extensively take a look at the new game that just came out called Battle Princess Madeline. You had some thoughts, some really deep thoughts, and actually it was a great turnaround from one of the time you actually got a chance to play it. So share your thoughts out there with what you think about Battle Princess Madeline, which is available now on various consoles, including the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I, actually, I think it hits the Switch and PS4 next week. There's some kind of uh, release delay, but you can get it on Xbox and uh, Steam right now. It kind of reminds me because I kind of missed out on that era of the arcades. You know, I remember, you know, you you talked to me about this sometimes and how you 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 remember it fondly. I kind of missed out on that, you know, so all I really know about the arcades is like what I see in Stranger Things or old music videos, you know, or old Pearl Jam or Soundgarden videos. And it's an interesting time. But like, even though I didn't live through that time, playing Battle Princess Madeline kind of took me back to it, if that makes sense. Like it just it made me feel like I was catching up on things that I missed out on. It's interesting because in itself, it is an interesting reference to pop culture because it it is like a, uh, you know, I mentioned this in my review. It feels right at home on your console, but it also feels like something you could play, you know, in an arcade in the corner of some dingy pizza place. It's an 8-bit game instead of a 16-bit game, but it's interesting because I've, you know, I have never personally seen the Unity engine be utilized in that way because they incorporated different aspects from other game builders into the unity engine that allowed them to create really cool like lighting effects and stuff so it's old but it also feels very new you know and i can't tell if it's a platforming game an rpg or maybe a mix of both because there there is a lot of platforming in the game and you know like most games of that style because you know we're we're living in this time where the platforming the indie retro platforming game is kind of oversaturating the market right everyone's making it and what is the one thing these games are notorious for? Punishment, right? That's like the the all these games are so dang hard and they take pride in that. And that's fine because they're all, you know, inspired by those those days where you had to pay quarters to play video games and you actually had to be good at video games to succeed at them. In Battle Princess Madeline, everything has to be timed perfectly. And I got super frustrated, but then I and I turned it off and then two hours later I was like, you know what? I really want to go back and finish this game. Oh my gosh, it's it's super frustrating, but I loved every minute of it. The game is Battle Princess Madeline. It's available today on Steam and Xbox One and also coming next week to the PlayStation 4 
and also Nintendo Switch as well. I believe the MSRP on it across the board is $19.99, if I'm not mistaken. For the full review and Josh's entire thoughts on the game itself, you got to check out his review today on popculturecosmos.com. My friend, it's been a great episode. We want to thank again Jessica Boggs from the TVRatingsGuide.com and also Dutch from The Voice from the Underground for sharing his top five of 2018. Any last thoughts on the way out? Because I need to go ahead and check out the Avengers 4 trailer again. 289 million in the first 24 hours watching it. That's a record, man. That's a record. I know. I don't think Avengers 4 is going to be a movie as much as it's going to be the pop culture event of our lifetime. I can't wait to find out, and I can't wait to watch it. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. In a world where podcasters talk about the same old pop culture topics, two heroes must rise to bring forth a new era of podcast entertainment. The Cigar Nerds Podcast. Movie reviews, pop culture debates, news, science, and even beer reviews. We're stranger than stranger things and funnier than an evil sewer clown. CigarNerdPodcast.com you're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.